What's up? It is Kevin Crockett, Christopher Thomas, Avery Collins, Tyler Brando here with the Air It Out podcast brought to you by Inside the Hashes. I hope you fellas got your chin straps on, got your mouthpieces in because that selection show getting ready for our fantasy season happens on the 19th, just around the corner. This weekend, we're going to find out where we are drafting. Don't forget that draft is going to be on September 2nd as well. So uh, the trash talking has already begun a little bit. I've been saying with the way you guys talk off mic and uh, with how late you guys have been showing up to these podcasts, we're going to start deducting draft picks. <laughs> You're going to start owing us in the end. we got the commissioner in the room, too. Go ahead. Say something back. Say something. I don't matter. I'm going to win anyway. Sounds like a man with money in his pocket that he's trying to lose. Uh, So we did say it is the Air It Out podcast, but uh, this week it might as well just be called the Jalen Ramsey podcast because that young man's had quite a week. Jalen Ramsey, of course, suspended by the Jacksonville Jaguars for what they basically said was content that wasn't Jaguar-ish conduct that wasn't fitting of Jacksonville. And you know Tom Coughlin, he's going to be no joke. Doug Marone, he's going to be no joke as well. But uh, suspended because... There was a little bit of a uh, skirmish that broke out, you could say, amongst Jaguars players that uh, a reporter, it looks like Philip Heilman, was recording on his phone, which Jalen saw and was like, dog, not here. Jalen actually tweeted afterwards, at Philip Heilman, so you know who he's looking for. He said, you know you done messed up, right? LOL, if y'all want a war, we got something for y'all. I know the rest of y'all. You know who you are. Go and read this, too, just so you know. Hashtag Lame-ass reporters. So he was suspended for a week in the preseason, which, I mean, when you're Jalen Ramsey, yeah. like, you're really sweating that out. That's a, you're not sweating that out. That's a good part of it. However, <laughs> that was not it for Mr. Ramsey. He was in an interview with GQ Magazine, and I know you guys are familiar with it, but basically he talked trash on anybody that had their name come up in the air. So what we're going to do is we are going to decide if these dudes are trash or not trash, according to how Jalen Ramsey laid them out. So, fellas, just take a walk with me right now. So, again, this interview in GQ Magazine, Jalen Ramsey pulling no punches. Listen, he's going to tell you what's going on. So, uh, I'm going to start with you guys here. And Josh Allen, he said he's trash. I'm just going to say we don't know yet. I agree. You agree that he's trash or you agree we don't know yet? No, I, I agree that he's trash. I think he's probably the worst I think it's the second worst quarterback taken in the first round, and I think he's a massive project. Okay, we'll see. I uh, I'm gonna stick on the we'll see, but if if Josh Allen had you know Trevor Simeon esque tendencies or Paxton Lynch type tendencies, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be more surprised if he became an elite quarterback more than I would if he. Question: Since you agree he's trash, what would what would a trash season's numbers look like for that rookie quarterback? Either the same amount of picks or more picks and touchdowns and below 60%. Completion percentage, yes. Which he hasn't done in his entire football career. He's competing with Nathan Peterman, who in his first start last year should have just taken the ball and thrown it backwards against the Chargers. So if that's the barometer that you're setting thus far, uh, I personally think it's A.J. McCarron's job to lose. And just looking at what A.J. McCarron has done in his career and how I feel about Josh Allen, uh, I'm not ready to say he's trash. I'm just not ready to commit to the fact that I think he could be elite anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think elite. Jalen Ramsey said of Baker Mayfield, gets how he was the top pick. That makes sense. I agree. You agree with that? I I think it was a little shocking that Baker went number one. Uh, There was rumors about other quarterbacks. Obviously, Sam, Sam Darnold, especially going into last year's college football season, 
was kind of the sexy pick. But put it this way, I don't think Baker Mayfield was the best player in the draft. Was he the best quarterback? Debatable. But I don't think he was the best player available at number one. I agree there. And I think because you said it was like shocking. I think it was more so shocking because it was the Browns. Like if it was another team that needed a quarterback, it kind of, to me at least, it wouldn't have made me say like, whoa. But because it was the Browns and their history at the quarterback position, I was just like, oh, you went with uh, with Baker. Okay. Um, with their new GM, John Dorsey, you got to think with his history, he's the one who scouted and evaluated Aaron Rodgers to Green Bay. He's the one who traded to get Alex Smith over to Kansas City and got Patrick Mahomes before he went to um, over to Cleveland. I think – no, my, my fault, Kansas City – I think Baker's the best quarterback in this draft. I think he has a lot of – I think he's very good in the pocket. He's good at outside the pocket in terms of throws. Some of those throws we saw at uh, against the Giants in the preseason game, those weren't just like preseason throws. Those were grown men throws, like that touchdown to David oh, yeah. Njoku. Yeah. Right oh, between yeah. that, that sideline pass to Callaway. Um, those, those were big-time throws, regardless of preseason or not. Uh, I think Baker – I think Baker's going to be special. I- I agree that I think that he's probably going to end up being the best in the draft. But coming out, I thought it was Sam Darnold. But I think Baker is going to end up being – and the reason – because, you know, watching film on him, he, like you, you spoke about the touchdown to Njoku, the reads. Yes. Him going through his reads on that play was just something I was like, that's a rookie? I was like, okay, yeah, he's he's he's. I can see what the Browns saw. Yeah, I think the thing with Baker going one was I think a lot of people thought, okay, Saquon Barkley in particular is just a exactly. generational yeah. type player, exactly. so you could probably get him at one, and then there you still get you obviously can't yep. guarantee that you're going to get your quarterback at four. Yeah, but you would think that they would. It's funny, just real quick inside story. So I was actually in my car listening to the draft uh, while they were filming Creed 2. I'm a car in Creed 2, so shout out when you see it. <laughs> when you see that 07 Pontiac Grand Prix go by, you say, what up? Yeah. Uh, but all the production guys were there, and the one dude had a Patriots hat on, a bunch of guys from Boston. So every time a pick came in, I would tell them what would happen. And they came up to the car, and right when the first pick was coming in, so they're all like standing there real quick. And in the meantime, they're trying to get everybody in position. And there's like three dudes standing by my car, and they're just like, you know, first pick, Baker Mayfield. Everybody was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and it's like, it was a little bit shocking. But again, I think if you're just talking about who was the number one player on the board, I think I would agree that uh, Baker, Baker probably wasn't number one, but could arguably be the number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he's going to do a good job. Agree. Agree. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, I think he, he's going to be better than projected. Yeah, I, th- I mean. Not elite, but. Look, the, the, the easy thing to say is the success that he had in college should translate to the NFL, but we know for a fact that. The, That's not always the case. Right, right. Sure. Uh, Tim Tebow, you could argue. Matt Liner. You could have, right. You could have arguments with who were the greatest college quarterbacks of all time, and those are two guys that you're probably going to have in the discussion. But uh, Lamar just seems it, it seems like if he can get I mean Marty Morningweg is is the offensive coordinator who's who's took Michael Vick's game and brought it back to life basically in Philadelphia so uh, I certainly would not be surprised if in two or three years we're talking about Lamar Jackson kind of the same way we talk about Deshaun Watson now yeah I think yeah. him sitting a year would definitely be beneficial to him I think the one thing that he does need to break out of is that he he can't like outrun every single like defensive defensive player on the field. Yeah, he's got to work on his – I mean, there, there's things that you, he's got to work on, like his mechanics. He's got to work on his reads. He's got to work on holding the ball too long. Those are the three glaring things to me. 
that it's just like you got to work on your reads, you got to work on your mechanics as far as your footwork and everything like that, and then you've got to work on getting the football out and not trying to. Essentially, that comes down to always wanting to get the big play, always wanting to be flashy and different things like that. Sometimes you just got to check the ball down and live to you know play another down. So I think I I agree with Chris. If he sits a year and learns from a veteran quarterback on how to do that, I think that that bodes well for him. Uh, speaking of Ravens quarterbacks, he then goes on to say Joe Flacco, he sucks. <laughs> how do we uh, – his words, not mine. Well, it could be yours. How do you feel about that? I, I try to stay clear of saying any quarterback sucks, especially if you're in the NFL. Do I think you're – like, because the, the way I rank it is legendary, elite, great, good, and then decent. I would say – I would put – Joe Flacco in that lowest tier, decent. I don't think he sucks. He's just, Ooh. he's just decent. Chris, go ahead. I think considering what the amount of money he's making, I have no problem saying he sucks. I think Flacco's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about now. Granted, he didn't have a great season last year. He's, I mean, that Baltimore team at, in the last two seasons has been just decimated by injuries and it seems like every time they start to get a little bit momentum something happens. I mean Flacco had an injury I mean you could go back to losing Ray Rice as a part of a, a big part of Joe Flacco's game that changed they've been looking for a running back ever since a consistent running back ever since Flacco had a, a major knee injury I, I don't know that I'm ready to say he sucks I, he is certainly backpedaled a little bit since that for sure I mean that that playoff run he went on was unbelievable un, untouchable almost uh, but I don't know that I'm ready to commit to saying he sucks, but I guess we will find out as the season goes on. These two I found uh, very interesting because when you say he sucks, that's a really, really like, you're really saying right. this dude can't cut it. Uh, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, he says they doesn't suck. That they don't, he <laughs> says they don't suck, but that they, they doesn't. You get what I'm saying. So uh, <laughs> does that mean that they are elite? <laughs> I mean, is, is it if we're just going by sucks and doesn't suck? I'm just saying. For, no, for sure. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you talk about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And just go. Yeah, they don't suck. They're elite. Period. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, so for for me, I mean, there are two different two different type players. Like I think Aaron Rodgers is the more complete quarterback, the more complete football player. I think he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen play the game but at the same time that doesn't take away from what Tom Brady does on the field I mean you talk about accuracy he can still throw the ball down the field I mean the way he prepares everything so yeah I think they're both elite. Uh, I have to agree with Avery I think there's a fine line between being the best like talent quarterback in terms of talent wise and being the best successful quarterback right. Rodgers is probably the best quarterback I've ever seen play because there isn't a throw or anything that he can exactly that he can't do but Brady the man is a the man's a surgeon out there it's probably one of the greatest um, picking defenses apart. Probably one of probably the greatest playoff quarterback to ever play the game. I mean, it really does kind of take some stones to say that the guy who you had on the ropes in the fourth quarter of the AFC title game to say he doesn't suck after he came back and put you yeah put you to bed. I mean, that just especially with how their defense was. But like, I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, you're like like. Baker may feel like, oh, I get how he's a top pick. That's a compliment. Lamar Jackson, like, he's going to do a good job. To say Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady just don't suck. Like, I think I think he, it was like a play on his words, his own words. Like, he was like, oh, this person sucks. And then the next comment is like, they don't suck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, that's I what think, I'm saying. I'm, I'm thinking in context, barometer. he's like, they don't suck right, at right. all. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, Marcus Mariota, good game manager. So, all right, I'm, I'm of the, the thought process like this. 
if you call a quarterback a game manager, I feel like, me personally, that's like the ultimate compliment you can give a quarterback. And me and a friend of mine, Deontay Daniels, shout out to D. But we have the same sentiment. Like, if you give a quarterback the, the – because that's really what you want your quarterback to do in the first place. You want them to manage the game. You want them to not lose the game. You want them to make enough plays and put your guys in enough position to win the game for you. So game manager to me is a great compliment for a quarterback. I agree that Mar- Marcus Mariota is a is a good game manager because I think there's levels of game manager. I think he's good. Um, but, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess gonna, I'll give him that. I'm going to have to – disagree when you're with your assessment on a good game manager because i think whenever you say uh, to to borrow your barometer of player uh i think that you're saying okay well then there's elite quarterbacks that obviously are in aaron Rodgers, tom brady are sure. manage the game for, for sure. sure when you say good game manager you're like uh, okay like like he's he's okay he's good like, again he's not again decent good Great, right? But you're saying, legendary. yeah, but 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 I'm saying, if you're a quarterback, I feel like it would be almost disrespectful to say good game manager because I think that says like he won't lose you the game, but I mean, is he going to win it for you? Like I said, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers are incredible game manager. You say that about them, you're saying that because they forget the offensive court. Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy could not even call the plays, and Aaron Rodgers could probably right. go out there and do it. I, I think when you think good game manager, you think the Alex Smiths of the world, and you think. Okay, See, he's, I put him he's on not gonna... the elite level of game manager. Right, but but my point is the actual phrase. Okay, so you put him as an elite game manager. Do you call Alex Smith an elite quarterback? Exactly my point. The yes. fact that you have to take a deep breath and say Actually, it. But, yeah. but I'm saying, to, to, to my point, the fact that you have to sit there and think about it, obviously in your brain means that I can separate elite game manager from elite quarterback is my point. Chris? I think that's a fair assessment for Marcus Mariota, especially what he did last year. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. I'm kind of high on Mariota this year, um, especially with a new offensive coordinator, um, Corey Davis coming into his second year, Rashard Matthews, Delaney Walker. So we'll just see. Just a little <laughs> sidebar. Have you guys seen the pictures of Derrick Henry and the rest of his teammates? Like yeah. the rest oh, of the yeah. back? Oh my, he is huge. Literally, when he's walking with Deion Lewis, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger oh and Danny DeVito God. and twins. Yeah. Like It's like, yo, my. Jeez, I'm like. He's it's like he's monster. it's like he's walking out on like a peewee field. It's just like who's trying to ball? It's insane. Yeah, he's an absolute man. It's like Debo and Smokey walking together. <laughs> <laughs> you know what actually really bothers me is how many people say bye Felicia and don't know that it's from Friday. Facts. Like, I'll say it's I'll be like I'll, anytime I hear somebody say it, I'll be like, "What's that from?" And they're like, "I don't know. I heard Straight it on the internet." And I'll be like, "Come on, come on." <laughs> All right, we're going to move on before I get heated. All right, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he says, I guess he's good. I, I think that's kind of the perfect assessment. I think because that's, that's his, spot on. He, he didn't lose when he took over as the starting quarterback for the 49ers last year, but he certainly didn't have numbers that – Exactly. And he didn't play a full season. Yeah. That, so it's like – There's not enough to evaluate exactly. him. Exactly. I guess he's good. Uh, the most recent evaluations that girl he's walking around in California with. My God. <sighs> no comment. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get about to win the division. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He already won the world. No comment. Uh, Deshaun Watson will be an MVP. Agreed. Agree. How soon? Within five years. Give give me give me more specific because I I could say within ten years, but you know, I say I say like within in the next three years he's going to be an MVP quarterback. I'm going to say in his fourth year. 
He wins or he's in the conversation? He wins. He's in, he's in the conversation. I think he wins year five in a league. I really think that he's 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 next level. Like I think mm-hmm. if he can say, obviously, hell, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's had two major knee injuries. Yeah, and you hope that you know he can obviously stay healthy. But if this year Deshaun Watson went out and was in the MVP conversation, I I'm, I'm not. I mean, he, especially in a division. Yeah, that a wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about any one of those four quarterbacks in that division. If, if Blake Borders plays the way he did down the stretch in the playoffs, like any one of those four quarterbacks, you'd be like, okay, that could be a Pro Bowl quarterback or be in the conversation for MVP. Especially, if, you know, I bring up Blake Bortles. If Jacksonville makes another run like they did, I mean, I, look, I, I see the face that you're making, but, but you get that Buffalo game aside, Blake played pretty confidently and has shown in his career that he can get on a really good role. Oh, I agree with that. Here's, uh, here's the thing about Deshaun Watson. I believe. When he was playing and he was healthy, at some point I did hear some people start mentioning in the MVP conversation even then, and he was a rookie. So, like you said, if he if he goes out and starts balling this year, I mean, we'll see. But like I said, I think I think it'll, I think he's a little ways off. I don't say I don't want to, I don't because I don't believe in a sophomore slump. I, don't, I hate I hate that phrase, but I think he does take a I guess a step back in the sense of where he has to learn a little bit more he was so fresh he still has a lot to learn um but like i said i think year three in the league he's in the conversation and i think the biggest thing for him like last week when he just threw one pass in that preseason game i think that was just a huge step forward for sure yeah the fact that he's just on the field taking those snaps Mm -hmm. uh, like in the shotgun or under center and just him just throwing that ball should have given him all the confidence in the world that he should be ready for week one no doubt well i think a good comparison in a quarterback for him to maybe look at for that huge step year two is Carson Wentz, who Jalen Ramsey said will be an MVP. Will Carson Wentz be an MVP quarterback? Absolutely. Yes. I think should have been last year. Yeah. If he never got injured, he would have been the MVP. Deshaun Watson and Carson would talk about like, I mean, if, if those two guys could be like the faces of the NFL that get, I mean, think about how, think about how bad everybody's wanted to see a Rogers Brady Super Bowl. Like it's always the Packers and Patriots are always in the playoffs. They're always there, and it's just never come to fruition. I mean, that could be the new one. That could be, everybody's like gonna want to see. We never saw Kobe Lebron. That that hurts. Still, I'm not getting into Kobe Lebron conversation. You think Kobe's coming back? Everybody's talking Heck about Kobe no. might Heck be coming back. No, Kobe's not coming back. Heck no, he's done. He, I think he's literally enjoying retirement. Vanessa's not having it. <laughs> He's, he like, training his daughter. He's, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, he just won yeah, an Yeah, like, he's winning. Does that come back? Ho- hold he up, though. Like... Let, let's let, what, sidebar. Time out on the football podcast for a second. Kobe's a competitive dude now. And if – I'm not saying starter, but if LeBron James came to him and was like, real talk, like, do you think you could give me 15 minutes? Like, put it this way. LA – personally, I don't think LA is, is going to waltz through the playoffs like everybody thinks they are. I think they're going to exactly. struggle a little bit. And if let's just say hypothetically he goes to the gym one day and Kobe's just putting up shots like ah like he's been a Laker forever he can come in and do whatever he wants, and LeBron taps him on the arm and is like, "Can you give me 15 minutes tonight?" You don't think Kobe would do it? I don't think he would because I think I I, I, don't, I think Kobe's past the I think he's past the numbers now. I think he's at a point where he's like, "Yo, I'm about rings," and I know he I think he knows he's not winning a ring. So Jerome's over there throwing up inside the hardwood. On that. <laughs> That's the next podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, anyway, back to Jalen Ramsey hating on everybody. Uh, Jared Goff <laughs> is average to above average. Agree. Agree. 
I have to agree. You know, the Rams have done so much stuff to get better in the offseason. Yeah. And you kind of got to think it's because they're trying to protect their quarterback because uh, he did not play particularly well in that wild card game against the Falcons <coughs> at home, at home against the Falcons. Uh, just to throw that out there. I just don't know that I get – that's the thing that's holding me back for – here we go. Somehow Julio's going to work his way <laughs> in the conversation. Um, but I, I just don't think – I've never got from – even when, on the role they went last year, I never got like an elite kind of vibe from Jared Goff. There's there's just something about his game that just doesn't – Yeah, yeah. bear with me here. I got a lot of Kirk Cousins vibes with Jared Goff. Ooh. With In terms of he's had – he's just a product of like a lot of good coaching and good coordinator help. I don't know, because I think, to me personally, I think Kurt is good. I think he's, like, really good. I don't think he's elite, but I think he's really good. I don't know if I can say the same about Jared. I'm just saying the the parallels are there. Think about it. Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, they're offensive gurus, offense genius. Think about it. He was, Kurt was good in college, though. Like, I'll, I'll, look, at, I'll <laughs> like, look at it like this. If we're going to make this strictly a Kurt Cousins, Jared Goff debate, uh, if I had to have one of them have the ball at the end of the game, I've got a lot more faith in Kirk Cousins than I do in Jared yeah. Goff. We'll put it that way. If it's a Rams-Redskins game, and, or I'm sorry, Rams-Vikings game, and it's in the playoffs, and Kirk Cousins has the ball, I'm more confident in the Vikings scoring than I am if it's Jared Goff versus the Vikings agree. defense, and you got to go the length of the field and get it in. Uh, Dak Prescott, he's okay. That's another perfect one. He's okay. Chris, I think. He, I mean, I think he... I think he pans out better than okay, but right now, he's okay. No, he's okay. Um, perfect game manager, as Avery wants to say. I wouldn't know. <laughs> perfect? No. Good. From uh, what from what he's been asked to do for the past two years in terms of just taking care of the football. Yeah, he's and, consistent. Yeah, because he's consistent. Zeke, Zeke runs that offense. He only goes as far as Zeke goes. It shows that when he was suspended for six games, he couldn't find the end zone to save his life. I mean, we're saying he's consistent, but like he he wasn't very good for. I mean, he was consistent. But when I say consistent, I mean numbers wise. Like his numbers from his his rookie season to in his, in his second season weren't that far off from each other. Like his completion percentage dipped. I think two points. I think he threw. He had like, a yeah. He had a ridiculous interception rate at, yeah. a, at his rookie season. But you you know that was gonna that, it was yeah, gonna turn up year. a lot more in the summer. He went an extended number of games without throwing a touchdown pass. Yeah, I can yeah. agree. I can agree that which is why I said it's a perfect example. Yeah, which is why I said like that offense only goes as far okay. as Zeke goes. But how is that like like okay? Because I mean, like when you watch the game, aside from the numbers, when you're watching the football game and you watch Dak Prescott, you're not saying, "Man, this dude is." Garbage. You're just like, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) He said. He said. You're not like, oh, he's he's, great. You're just like, he's "Mm, he's okay. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna be really interested to watch the Dallas Cowboys offense this year because you know it's gonna go through Zeke. And I think maybe you saw if you're a defensive coordinator last year. I don't know how intimidated you are by Dak. I'm not overwhelmed by any of the offense. Yeah, the receivers too. Yeah, I, I don't. You lost your tight end, your go-to tight end. Okay, might be lofty after this season, in my opinion, for Dak. I mean, they've got a great offensive line. Zeke's going to have to carry him. But, again, like, I, like, do I feel confident that Dak Prescott could take me 75 yards down the field and no, win me a game? No, like, not at all. But I think since Jalen Ramsey's only been in the league as long as Dak has from what he's seen in film, he's been okay. 
Okay. But I uh, think going into this year, yeah, he, I just, think he's okay. unless proven otherwise, he's going to struggle mightily. All right, let's let, let's come full circle here. You've got one quarterback to start your franchise with. Is it Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? Jared Goff. Mm, Jared Goff. The, uh, here, here's the difference. I, I think Jared Goff with if if Dak Prescott is in L.A. and is the quarterback of that team, I think Dak Prescott is good with weapons around him because I think from I don't question Dak's competitiveness and his I feel like in a pressure situation I probably have more faith in Zach than than Jared or Dak than Jared I feel like Dak's got that got that kind of fourth quarter swagger to him where I could see Jared Mm -hmm. letting the letting the situation get the best of him but for sure And, and that's why like I hesitated because that and the fact that he's you know his athletic ability. It's kind of like, eh. so I don't, I don't know. But so, I, I think I would. In the end, I think I would go Jericho. So we mentioned Kirk Cousins. He says he's a winner. Agree or disagree? Agree. Nothing more. Kind of on the fence. Yeah, I mean he's he's he has a losing record as a quarterback. It, well, come on, man. Think think of the division. Think of the team. Yeah, think like, like I, I mean, he's he well, made, I, I understand that, but it's like, but where else you getting? He's a winner from though, because you can again, when you look at the, we gotta stop. Everything isn't just numbers. Look at the guy play, and granted, he has thrown some pretty untimely interceptions, especially in the red zone. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just like you can see, like if he can get, if he can get that mastered, he's gonna win a lot. He's gonna win you a lot of games. Is he going to be elite? Is he going to be a five-time Super Bowl champion? Probably not. But I don't think that's I what think Vikings fans want to hear, considering they're paying all that guaranteed I'm money. I'm just saying. I think I just I just think he's going to. Win a lot. I think he's like. Hear me out here. Like a Philip Rivers. Like he's going to put up numbers. He's going to win games. But it's just like he's never really going to get over the hump. Well, I guess that that. Then but then he can be good because the Vikings are bad. But but then I would have to say you'd have to say disagree because there's a difference between good and he's a winner. Isn't there? I mean, he's 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 been in situations towards the end of seasons where you you said it yourself. He's thrown some costly picks. Uh, he's taken the Redskins to the playoffs, which uh, I don't know how many people have those lofty expectations for the now, maybe, of Alex Smith. But maybe I'm reading more into it than it is. Like maybe I'm thinking about what he's. I think with certain players, like it's like, all right, what have you done for me? Um, I haven't seen enough, and then it's like kind of projections. And I think that comment was kind of like a projection, like he's, he's going to win some games. Okay, so then he goes to Russell Wilson, and he says, good. He's tripping. I definitely disagree with that. He's better than good. A lot better than good. Which you would say he's a winner, probably, right? Wouldn't you I think would say that, he's uh, elite. Right. Go ahead. Chris, what do you think? I think he's very good. I think at his very peak, I think he's a top five quarterback and an MVP candidate. Elite. Well, he says good. No, he's elite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, sorry, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, decent at best. Ooh. Oh man, that a couple one's tough. Super Bowl rings. That one's tough. Pittsburgh's. I mean, Pittsburgh has been a team that's Accor- been all right. So according to my hierarchy of the words, my he's my, definitely <laughs> my quarterback pyramid. <laughs> he's definitely better than decent. I would put him at great. I wouldn't say elite, but I would say great. I have to I have to agree, but from but close to elite, but not elite. But I think Jalen Ramsey does appreciate playing Ben Roethlisberger every single time. 
especially after last year. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but you're the first game. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but don't. Yeah. But I mean, you think decent at best. I mean, yeah, that's. He can say that though because he's beat him twice. So it's just like true. I think that again. So I think like he's taking in certain things into context. Like yo, we beat him twice. They were this hyped up team and yada yada yada. And the Steelers were you know what I mean the second best team in the AFC behind the Patriots and blah blah. And we beat him twice. And the first time we stomped him. I think there was more context like, to it because he says yeah. um, because Antonio Brown and make made, made him a lot better than what he is. Well, somebody's got to get Antonio Brown. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, I mean, look, I agree that he's a he little. He's better than these. Really good too. Yeah, because when, when he left, was he the same player that he was on the Steelers? No. So that's why I say Ben. He's he's good. Like he's he's uh, he's great, but closer to elite than he is closer. Okay, to good. we got we got one more we got to get to because we're 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 up against the clock here. Eli Manning, Odell makes him. I disagree, man. I just disagree. Like, I don't think, again, I don't think Eli's elite. I don't. I don't think he ever was. But to say that Odell makes him, the guy had two Super Bowls without Odell. And, again, I'm not saying that Eli was the sole reason that they won those Super Bowls. But if you look at Eli's playoff record, if you look at his playoff numbers, they are very, very good. Like, he – he he puts up numbers when he gets into the playoffs. So to to say like that Odell makes them, and then Odell was on the team when they got into the playoffs and they lost. So uh, nah, man, like I, I can't agree with that. I think if there's ever been a Jekyll and Hyde quarterback that's been successful, it's got to be Eli Manning because you're right. He has had playoff success, but he's also had some disastrous seasons. For every successful season he's had. Wasn't like he had a couple of years where he was statistically good, but the team didn't make the playoff. Like he has either been a top level, I don't even want to say top, a top ten kind of quarterback, or he has been leading the league in interceptions. He's putrid he's, to me. He's a level above Joe Flacco. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Better question: Is he a deserving Hall of Famer? Well, I mean, it's kind of kind of six in one hand, half dozen in the other. I think I it's mean, kind of because, like, all right, so because according to his numbers and the fact that he's got two Super Bowls and different things like that, yeah, he's going to get into the Hall of Fame. Like he, he's uh, he's got, I think he's got every record for a Giants quarterback. Like all of those things, even like, you know, his his record for games played. Like he was like, I think he's like number two or three all time. Like consistent games, play, like games started. So yeah, numbers wise, but is he deserving? I just. De- if I had to choose, and it was based solely off not so or not off the numbers, I wouldn't put him in. He's top ten in touchdowns, I believe, and when he's all of a sudden he's going to be top ten in yards. He has the Hall of Fame numbers. However, when I think of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, I don't think of I don't Eli think Manning. Eli Manning. And especially, you don't you don't think first ballot Hall of Famer, no. or you just don't think Hall of Fame? I don't think I'll, Hall of Fame at all. Listen, if he gets in, he's definitely not first ballot. I think he is going to be. He will get in there. Yeah, he will get in. He has the longevity. He has the Ironman like continuity of like playing over two hundred consecutive starts because no other quarterback has been capable of doing that ever since he came into the league. He has the touchdowns. He has the yards. He has the two Super Bowl MVPs. He'll get in, but I don't think he's first ballot. And I don't mean to harp on this. If Terrell Owens didn't get in first ballot, Eli shouldn't either. Uh, okay. I think he might be first ballot again. Is he deserving? But again, you just. 
you just made a, essentially a case that he should be first ballot with his numbers and his longevity and yada yada yada. That and that and the, to me that that annoys me. But what's longevity? Like Mark Brunell had a pretty good career when he was a quarterback in Jacksonville, but he was a backup for a long time. Played well into his forties. I mean, like, longevity like, as far as starts, like right. Okay, but but then my argument to you would be like, okay, you mentioned the Super Bowl MVPs, and I would say that his defenses were what carried them through the playoffs all those times. You pick off Brett Favre in Lambeau in overtime. You set up a chip shot field goal. You do all those things. They held Tom Brady and an undefeated Giants team. So I'll ask you this: I agree. Uh, uh, you have one vote, Philip Rivers or Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame. It's it, Philip Rivers. It, it's not a thought. Yeah, it's Philip Rivers. Yeah, easily it's Philip Rivers. Like off the top of my head. Yeah. All right, we could Eli all day long. But, but numbers gotta, wise and Super Bowl rings wise, you got to go not, Eli. See, he's, he just can't even. I say, think here yeah. go. you drop if Julio's Rivers. Name, if you drop Julio's name in this right now, I will I'm hit not, you with this legal not, pad. It's not, I'm just saying. Like it is the Air It Out <laughs> podcast brought to you by Inside the Hashes. Don't forget our selection show coming up this weekend. Make sure you check it out. The draft on September 2nd. Watch when uh, Avery takes uh, Eli Manning and Julio Jones back to back. For Christopher Thomas, Avery Collins, Tyler Brando, uh, I am Kevin Crockett. I hope you guys have a great week. Football is upon us, and I'll see you guys at the selection show this weekend. Peace.